Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, selling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to episode 11. I'm here today to talk to you about price. Uh, As I said in episode 10, I'm currently running the academy and I've been onboarding people and time and time again it's been a great opportunity for me to go through with people where their business is at um, and their biggest challenges and um, one of the biggest things that has come up in this is price and so that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Now price is something that if you look at my YouTube, if you look at my profile on Facebook and my business page, I talk around a lot. Now I'm always conscious of being like wow I'm banging on about this subject again but when I actually look at the comments and questions that come in from people price always features there and price is a real indication of people's confidence in what they do and appreciation for the value that they provide and I think that goes a long way in in indicating where that person's at and where their mindset is towards money like anything when you're in business if if you're working for yourself if you're not working uh, in an organization where you know you've got other people that can compensate you've all got strengths and weaknesses and when you're in a business uh, with other people you can use other people's strengths to compensate your weaknesses when you work for yourself you're in a position where you know you have to go with it so all your um, weaknesses or the areas that you you know you find personal challenges with I like money and like money mindset um come to come to the surface because uh, you know there's nowhere for them to hide your business is you you are your business particularly when you're first starting out uh, and so you know the problems that you experience in, in your personal life towards certain things like money will obviously also feed in to your business is what you are charging what you are worth that's that's the kind of basis for this this is the place that I start with people it's you know what are you charging and is that the value that you provide you know having a bit of a sense check what can that money get you in other areas so for example when I'm talking to clients particularly people who work in the service industry they can be working really hard on a on an account it's always the same that you know the the ones that you tend to charge less least for end up costing you more more time um, and being more problematic that's, that's law I think but you know the, the indication of that is is that it's probably potentially a stretch for that person and that person isn't necessarily right for you um, doesn't see the value in the same way and so um, doesn't value your time um, and your input in the same way um, obviously not always the case but when I look back at the clients that I've had, the ones which have been paying the least have been the uh, most problematic. And that goes not just from a, from a sales training point of view, but also from an agency. I've been there where uh, when starting up or working with different uh, ideal clients that you are charging less than, than probably what you, in reflection you should have been doing. Everyone's been there. It's, you know, what do you do about it and how do you determine if you are charging the right amount or not? So that's what we're going to be talking around. You know, what can that money get you somewhere else? Now, when I'm talking to service-based clients, I'm regularly saying to them, you know, how many hours have you been working on this account? Based on the amount of hours they've been working on that account, would you have been better off doing something else? You know, the idea is, is that coming into work for yourself, yeah, maybe to start with, you know, you're going to have to put in the effort, you're going to have to establish your business, but the aim in the longer term is to get a work-life balance. If you're constantly running around like a headless chicken in your business, then you're not going to be able to work on your business. And that's when you can get that peaks and troughs with your income is when you're you take on clients you've attracted those clients by content and by putting out organic stuff and making an effort on your business and then you get them on board and then you're so busy actually implementing and working on on their accounts that you don't have the time 
to actually work on your business anymore and so then that you have that drop off and that can be the same in products as well you know if you're providing a product you get that demand you're then having to create that product um, if you're the person creating it as well and then obviously you don't have that time so you know even if it's fulfilling orders with um, order packing it can take up your time which means that you then don't have the time to be promoting yourself and attracting more customers so it becomes a bit of a vicious circle particularly if they are higher maintenance customers that you will spend so much time servicing that customer that you are unable to work on attracting the right customer somebody who isn't time consuming somebody who does place value on what you do so it does become a bit of a cycle that people end up stuck in where they're working all the hours but they're not actually getting any more money and so when I come in as a bit of a fresh pair of eyes you know I've seen it before I will see it again it's the nature of of, of business and, and where people can get themselves into you're able to identify it and then you can start the process of making that change sense checking what can that money get you how many hours do you need to work in order to earn that money and that's the thing is is if you start with actually this person is paying me this much but you know this person takes me 10 hours then you know how many lots of 10 hours can you actually squeeze into a day you know it's it's absolutely fine people accept that for a startup period you're going to have to be be a lot more present in your business you're probably going to have to work a lot more hours than you'd like to but in the longer term it's not sustainable and the amount of people that I speak to who you know were doing this for a year two years and 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 they've just had enough Uh, it's just not sustainable that's why when I'm working with clients I work with them on shorter periods of time and it's that short-term pain of of getting them up in the right position and and, and established without that it dragging on for months and months or years and years ends up being painful and you end up resenting things you end up not enjoying it and, and losing the point as to why you were working for yourself in the first place so what is the opportunity cost to you of that time so what I'm talking around here is you you come to a point in economics it's the backward bending supply curve where people actually will yes you know the rate per hour the money that you're getting is worth it and then there comes a point where people are actually like you know what it's actually not worth it and I'd rather work for less and so the supply of labor actually then um, does a bit of a u-turn when you look at a graph with it and that they're not actually as willing to forfeit their time for that level of money Um, at the end of the day it's great but if you don't have any time to spend it then um, we have no life balance It's, it's just sustaining it in that long term so what is that opportunity cost how much would you pay to spend an entire weekend with your family what would you pay to be able to do those you know day trips or those special times with your kids that's the sort of thing that you want to be thinking about and and I've regularly you know and I've put that to clients said to them well you know you're earning 20 quid here would you pay 20 quid to actually just get some decent time out quality time with your kids Um, and most people are like yeah actually I would and there's your answer is it worth trading that time for that amount of money we have as I say all been there we've been there in the agency where we've you know had lower prices and obviously it's easy to sell decent quality services and goods at a lower price the problem is is that price needs to be at a sustainable price for you if it's not then you're going to end up with a business that you can't and and aren't willing to sustain in the longer term it's not sustainable then it's not going to be around if it's not around you can't help as many as many customers as you uh, would like and I think that's the thing is is sometimes price is is born out of your audience and what your audience the feedback that you're getting from the audience you are currently targeting and I think that's why sometimes you know people are like oh people can't afford it people you were talking to can't afford it but is that 
across the board are you sure that there aren't pockets of people out there who can afford it and are willing to pay you what you're worth and you know it's about reviewing your ideal customer and if you are time and time again attracting people who are really worthy really want your services really you know even appreciate your services but just can't afford anything else you know are you targeting people at the right place and you know talking to some of the guys that I'm I'm working with in the academy there's some very very talented people in there the thing is is they're targeting uh, groups of people pockets of people who need them most now as a sales trainer the people who need me most and the people that I can make the quickest impact with are the people who are doing lots of things wrong um, and I can go in and I can say to them you're doing this this and this wrong you know change this tweak this give this a well and you know you'll turn this turn this around the problem with those people is they are not generating sales if they're not generating sales then the vast majority of them don't have the money to invest and so you're then in a position where they can't work with me because they can't afford me by the sheer nature of their problem and so with that comes a quandary you know what do I do and that's why you know I put things like this out on the podcast I put things like this out on YouTube um, and on my on my profile and my business page there is enough content out there for you to go out and to make changes in your business the challenge that I did the feedback that I've had from people and still receiving from people over the the changes that they've made based on the um based on the challenge that have had a huge impact in their business it's all free does that annoy me no it doesn't because they know that what I'm saying works you know is that going to get them to a six-figure business probably not because you know they have to go through searching they have to go through and and be motivated and and be you know really clear self-learners also you've got the fact of the confidence of being able to apply the information to their business in the correct way you know lots of people they're, they're struggling and they're thinking well does this apply to me how does this work for me and you know if they're in that position then that they're not necessarily going to to implement um, or feel confident implementing. And so, you know, that's why people come to me and they'll say to me, oh, you know, can you help me? Can you work with me? Is because they want my eyes specifically on their business and the problems that they're experiencing. So is is where you're at. Your most needy customers are potentially, um, you know, the ones that that can't afford you. Uh, And they can be the most rewarding. And, And that's why, you know, sort yourself out, get yourself sorted out with a regular income then you can look at how you can support the more needy um, of of your customer base Uh, whether that's with your free content or you know being able to provide something um, more structured to to support people um, who, who can't necessarily afford it. The thing is, is from your customer point of view, and this is the thing is, is it's looking from your point of view, is this a viable price? But looking from your customer point of view, um, you know, price is a bit of an indicator as your your own perceived value of yourself. You know, when people are charging loads of money, I'm thinking, okay, why does this person think they're worth it? Where where does this value come from? And I think that's you know that's a a thing that customers do. They they look at it and rather than thinking, oh, that person's a bit you know full of themselves, they're thinking, okay, where does this value come from? They've got testimonials. Have they got you know evidence that they are as good as as they're saying they are? Despite what people tend to think, you know, people regularly aren't thinking, what on earth is that person on about? You know, they're they're from a different planet. They're, they're, they're looking for and trying to understand, you know, where does that, that price come from? And, you know, it's that perceived value. I regularly talk around the parachute analogy. You know, if you had to do a parachute jump and you had the choice of buying a £5 parachute or a £200 parachute, 
you're going to go with a 200 pound parachute you know unless you're capable of packing your own parachute and understanding what's involved um you're going to think you know what that 200 pound one that's going to be more reliable you know you have got to the point um where you're outside the boundaries of your own knowledge and when you do that people tend to invest what they can to make sure they get the best outcome and you know that's what you're doing with the parachute that's what they're doing when they're working with somebody um, who's providing them with a product or service that they can't produce themselves so you know they're willing to put in the money um, and investment to to get that desired outcome so if you are charging too little for your services then what are they thinking they're thinking well it can't be as good if the market's charging this and this person's charging that you know it can't be um, it can't be right uh, it can't be as valuable as, as 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 others out there. And the thing is, is you know, looking at your competition, looking at what's in the market, looking at what's normal. Regularly, I speak to people who have um, a a business and they they're charging what they're charging, and it is less than the competition. And actually, they're in a position where they're saying, morally, I don't feel it's right to be charging what some of my competition are charging. And that's when you know you have to get involved and you have to educate your customer base so i was speaking to a lady a few weeks ago who she runs a um well she's going to be running she's setting up um and is in the final stages of setting up a letting agency um and you know she's she owns her own properties and she is tired of how much the agents charge um for what is you know basically very little um value and so you know her expectation is is that she can come in she can provide the things that they need um and provide the support that that her ideal client needs but not on an extortionate rate at a fair price for the amount of work involved so you know she's going to have to set about explaining that to them if they're going to understand and you know they're going to appreciate that from my point of view my concern whenever you start on reducing the price is that you know that can be a downward spiral and you can get yourself into a position there's been lots of examples out there um, newspapers all sorts of different businesses um, and if you look at the supermarkets they you know they they lead with price the problem is then that somebody ends up missing out so you've got to be careful when you start on that when you when you open that kind of worms that you're prepared for the potential backlash from your market but if you truly believe that you know this, this isn't fair um, and this is the mission that I'm on is to provide you know a fair price for it then um, yeah you know I totally get why you would want to be doing it but you've got to be prepared for that battle um, equally you've got to be um, aware of the fact that you know are they being are they am I being ripped off are competitors ripping people off or is there a logical reason why this is charged as what it is at the end of the day you've got to work out your margins are they being greedy with their margins or is it the fact that actually um it takes longer um there are bigger overheads than what i'm thinking so it's always good to look at the market and i'll come on to that in in a in, in a little bit so what to do if you're thinking you know what my price isn't right i have got this business that sarah's describing where as soon as i get clients i'm so busy with the clients that i don't have any time to work on my business i can't afford to take on staff um, and I'm, I'm going around on this this sort of hamster wheel as it were um chasing my tail always um having to play catch up always being busy um but never achieving any more revenue in my business what what can you do well first of all you know it's looking at that overall rate you know what is what are they getting for that the money how many hours are you having to put in to get 
to get that money out is that money worth it and product production is a a really clear one and one that I've worked on with people where you know they've started off doing something as a bit of a sideline and it hasn't mattered how much it's cost to make then when you start putting into you know into the equation the the time that they've put in um and the time that it takes to produce the product and then deliver the product wholesale and everything else is that actually how many hours Uh, are we putting in there and how much are you getting for that time and that's when people you know when you start doing that analysis um they 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 can be really surprised so you know start with your numbers start with your times start with understanding how much is this taking up you know how much variable cost is there per item that i produce or how much cost is there to to provide in this service so you know it's your time yeah your little literal time um in production or or on the service uh, servicing that client but then you've got your overheads you've got your software and everything else that enables you to do that um if you are on this hamster wheel there there is a a reason for it and it's finding that so you know look out for the clues know the numbers you know the hours needed is a really significant one i remember working with somebody uh it was a good few years back now and they they wanted to get to six figures and they were um, a consultancy and it turned out that actually to get to that six figure based on the cost that they were current the price they were currently charging um they would have to work like 80 hour weeks um and that wasn't feasible for that person and and and, you know i'm not surprised so you know you look at the the hours needed and you know is it worth it um is is it is that money worth the time that you're you're going to have to consistently put in not just put in for the short term so you know you need to be looking uh, and, and figuring out well actually as i gain more experience as i improve on what i do and the customer experience is better my knowledge is better and that's the thing if you're always improving um if you're always enhancing um, the customer experience and service then obviously they should be uh, paying more for that so then you know your prices then go one way and that's up um, and i think from a from a moral point of view from a client point of view people understand special offers and things like that but in the main um you know people are going to feel a little bit ripped off if you have charged them one price and then in the future um you're dropping that price uh and and for, for other people um you know the expectation is is that as your experience grows your price should increase not decrease what outcome are you providing now what what is the outcome what is the benefit to your customers you know what are they getting for um for the money that they're investing in you now it's really important to understand you know not just your direct competition who do something very similar to you but what um you know what else is out there to provide that same outcome because that outcome that benefit for that person is really what that person is is interested in if they can get to it in a you know more straightforward way um which costs them less then you know lots of people probably will unless there's some value in the process itself so being aware of what's on offer out there what's being charged for what you do um and what are your competition and your market doing what's the norm um you know i've spoken to people who have said um you know people charge six grand for this but i don't feel comfortable doing that because i don't think there's the value in it and actually i charge you know three um that's quite significant and looking around it's you know it's worth figuring out well why do you want to work for less um, you know you're working then you're, you're having to do double the time to generate the same income um, you know and I, and I do totally get the, the moral element um, I'm very much up on that but it's looking at well what does that mean to you and what's the impact on you um, you know if you're not doing it as a, as a charity social enterprise then you know what's wrong with getting a fair price for the value that you provide and lots of times people are undervaluing themselves um, I was speaking to one of the clients uh 
last week and we were looking at you know their cost and actually they were totally undervaluing them, their skill set um to the point where you could get you know you you wouldn't be able to employ somebody um of a much lower skill set um for for that length of time for that amount of money and, and so you know it's devaluing you um it's it's strangling your business from moving forwards and, and having the money available to bring on more staff to bring on more resources to help you grow and be a sustainable business in the long term this person was suffering with their health because the amount of hours that they're working and the stress that they were under um that doesn't make any sense um, and so, you know, it, it, it then you need to be having a long, hard look at your pricing and the structure of your business to make sure that it, it's working for you and it's sustainable. So looking at the, the price and alternatives or the price of alternatives out there um, can really help you understand, you know, where am I at? At the end of the day, it's about the value that you provide. And it's not just the, you know, you're going to take somebody from A to B. It's actually how long has it taken you to, to skill yourself how much has it taken you financially to get to this place how much of a head start are you giving people by letting them um, into your world and you know use the resources use the skills that you have so you know you've got to take that into consideration when you've done all that when you've looked at your rate you've looked at what's out there with the competition you've looked at what's viable the opportunity costs um, and everything else then that's when you know you need to take take that information and actually act on it there's no point if you're not actually going to make a change so how do you make a change well you can go around price reviewing for everybody you can look at the time if you're a service-based business that you're spending on accounts and see whether or not they're viable um you know that's looking at existing clients um i'm very much you know you've got to be fair with existing clients you've got to give them that opportunity to find an alternative so you know like reviewing and then backdating is just an absolute no-no um reviewing and then letting them know and giving them notice um and ideally not just like from now on in um but going forwards from a particular date um gives them an opportunity to makes you know make changes if they can't afford it if it's not viable for them to continue with you then they've got that option to change and to swap and to find an alternative now you know that's fair that's that's kind um with ex- with new clients and i'm very much we've got clients with the agency which are on historical um fees um we've you know we've had these people they've been loyal they've stayed with us in the long term they've you know they haven't panicked and, and cancelled their accounts during um during crises and everything else with covid and everything else you know and the, and so you know we reward that by you know a lot of them are on more historical pricing um but as you take on more people you take on more overheads with staff then you need to make those changes um and so you know, it's very much what you're comfortable with and what you think is fair um, based on, you know, we're always monitoring usage. And if the accounts that we'd had in the longer term were no longer financially viable, we would have that conversation with clients. Um, and, you know, equally with myself, with, the, with you know, sales training, at the end of the day, there's only one of me. I don't intend to, to take on people to do the sales training, particularly at this point anyway. And so, you know, I, it's about my approach and me imparting my approach to other people as I get busier you know that has to increase um the price has to increase because if it doesn't then you know I'm not being compensated for the time that I'm working and yes I'll have lots of demand but I'll end up working in my business for the same amount um, as if I put my prices up um and I could work like a more balanced 
um, approach and I could you know then spend the time developing my business putting out free content putting out uh, resources that can help people to get to a point where they can work with me to help people which are not bringing in the, that income so you know your new clients it's their choice if they come on board or not at that price nobody is making them your existing clients they're they're in a flow with you they're in a process with you um you know you have to give them sufficient uh notice uh if you're going to change them and uh, and make the price a, a, you know a different price uh, a higher price um obviously you know if you, you're not going to be looking at them and thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to lower your prices. You know, they've agreed to the service. They're happy with the service at that price. Um, so, you know, prior notice, you know, wouldn't be needed, but you know, you don't want to be lowering your price. So that's price in a nutshell. That's some of the information that I've imparted with people over the last few weeks. Um, and you know, beyond that, uh, as far as looking at your pricing is concerned and making sure that it's right you know if you are in a position um, it's it's a horrible position to be in where you're working in your business and you're running around like a headless chicken and not getting anywhere um, if you're tired of being busy then a good place to start is to look at your price and see you know what am I doing um, particularly if you're busy being busy with no you know additional increase in income um, you've got to think you know what is going on here figure out what's going on and and make that change that you know you need your business need you to make and a new need to make in order to keep things sustainable so thank you very much for listening guys and i will see you again this time next week bye for now thanks for listening to the selling without sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it